0: Welcome to another Darker Days Radio video for the Fanboy 3 Virtual Con, and I always forget its name, (laughs) what's the name of the Virtual Con? You know what we're talking about anyway, you're here to play some games, it's something like Gaming Online Thing, Gaming Spree, that's the one, anyway. Something like a game, online gaming spree. We've already recorded one video tonight, so we're going to record this one, so, um, but we're not... We're Dark Days Radio. We cover horror games and RPGs. We do interviews with writers and creators. We also have a spin off show called Dark Hammer. So, this episode is a special for Dark Hammer. And I am one of the regular hosts of Dark Days Radio and Dark Hammer, Chris. I'm joined by David. And I'm joined again also by Crystal. Hello. And if you like us talking about the Warhammer 40k universe, you can also go over to Gehenna Gaming and they have a Twitch channel where you can watch us playing. Wrath and Glory, the 40k RPG by Cubicle Seven, which has recently had its revised edition, which is great, yay! But we're Commissar to- in the world, yes. <laughs> um, but we're going to chat about uh, how to tune the dial. On what we're going to talk about is heroism in the 40k universe. Because if you're watching this, you're and likely as a gamer, I would say there's a Fair chance you're aware of what Warhammer 40,000 is as a setting. It's a grim, dark sci-fi future, far in the future. Humanity is fighting endless wars on all fronts against all different enemies, and for it to for it to partially for it to survive, but at the same time, due to uh, eons of stagnation and of uh, faith and zealotry, it has become a uh, it's become a theocracy and it's also become something of a let's just be honest, a fascist state for billions upon billions of humans across the galaxy. They will Are feudal a, they will kill people for mutation, for heresy, for consorting with aliens. So the question is, within this setting, can you be the hero? And that's what we're gonna cover. So can you change that dial that you can be the hero? Or could you be a hero, relatively speaking? Um, Crystal, uh, I'm going to let you open up first with your own th- thoughts, maybe, because you're fairly new to playing 4K and experienced it. So you're playing in our games a commissar, and commissars are quite horrific in that the best they are commissar. they are ensuring that their soldiers that that they they oversee. Um, are keeping to the imperial doctrine you are a political officer then so how do you feel that role within the context of the the evil and the nightmares of the 40k universe
1: um uh, well first and foremost i highly doubt that my commissar will ever be heroic in the eyes <laughs> of the general public right she is <laughs> the awful person <laughs> um, she's a hard and- case fully recognize that as a player <laughs> um, I I would have to say you have to switch your your mentality on it because I think um, and one of the reasons why um, this, this is my very first time playing in any for, uh, Warhammer setting at all um, I never played any of the miniature games or war games or anything like that um, so I have no context as far as storyline or anything like that up until recently when I started doing research for it Um, so I could actually play the role. (laughs) Um, And I think one of the biggest things that you have to do is you have to put it into a context that you understand is what is heroism. Um, Like for instance, um, the way that I figured out how to play my Commissar the right way was, I'm a a huge Star Wars fan. So I just pictured Princess Leia as a Sith general.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and that is how I am, I am getting that across because I grew up with her as being one of the general heroes within that whole storyline. And, and she is, in my eyes, a very fantastic general and a fantastic character. And I was like, well, okay, she's like my basis of comparison for female generals within you know, sci-fi settings. So I just have to warp her in some way. And go from there, and that's kind of how I, I did that. So, if you want to do heroism, you have to kind of flip it the other way. So, would you if say I were
0: to- would you say the fact that what helps is you have to think that, as you say, you're playing Leia as if she was you, your content, your ideas, your inspiration is Leia, mm-hmm. a great general, but within the Sith hierarchy, which is you know these imperial starships filled with lackeys who if they get yeah, who, 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 if they if they you know are out of step you give them you know corporal punishment of whatever form but then is your context then that also where you're like that but there's something even more evil out there that you are the last bastion against
1: yes so i yeah it's you you are a monster to defeat the monsters.
0: Yeah. You don't have time so, then for, for hope and for simple pleasantries then.
1: In that world, I think hope and simple pleasantries are going to get you killed. Yes. Because also no one else is playing by those rules at all. That really only works if you have a larger population also playing by those rules to back you up.
0: Yeah. And does that mean then you you could potentially then with your the way you're playing you could be a hero then in the eyes of of various people whether it's nobility on some world or uh within the fleet that you're a member of even though that you likely to have the victories that you pull off have to do terrible things
1: it depends on the context but yes like for instance um, me as a person, I could never see someone following like fascist ideals as heroic Yeah. ever in any context. Um, so I would have a very difficult time um, in certain situations where I'm like, oh, no, that was very brave. Um, now, the GM of the world might think might have people in planets and stuff think that and they may not know the whole story. Which is also true, I mean, a lot of people don't know the whole story for battles and everything like that, and all the horrible things that people have to do. Um, so like from perspective point, yes, she would be a hero, but from like a from like an internal character, if I were playing that character, I could never view her as a hero.
0: exactly, yeah, um, I think the other thing that's interesting is the fact that the the reason why your character why why there is the need for commissars is because like one of the big uh themes and moods of 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 Warhammer in general is the is the threat of chaos of the influence of chaos, and chaos is not just demons invading from the warp or or chaos space marines they're very obvious brutal corruptions of reality and of the very heroes of the imperium, the adeptus astartes the space marines but um, chaos is also something very insidious that uh, I think the yeah. 40k universe has a sense, and generally Warhammer has a sense of if you aren't careful, you can easily slip into being an agent of chaos, and it's only through certain other brutal acts that you keep minds from from being swayed to these truly repulsive and 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 vile tendencies like it's that classic thing of you know idle hands do the devil's work and i think that's possibly at the root of imperial society
2: very much so like if if you read some of the the recent stories that are coming out for the psychic awakening oh yeah you see how easy it is for just the general populace to have their their view of the Imperium very very only very minutely changed, that suddenly they become worshippers of Chaos because they've not had that kind of true guiding spirit behind them. And it is the one thing about Chaos is the Imperial populace don't know about it. It's kept hidden from them through people like the Commissars or through the Ecclesiarchy. They're force fed these kind of ideas, and it's only and it only really takes a very subtle nudge for those ideas to change and they suddenly become twisted and they, they become the wrong ideology. And I'm not going to go into any details of any of the stories and there's a couple I can think of straight away in my head. But it is very much sometimes to save yourself from the monster, you have to become the monster. Hmm. One of the key things that you have to especially if you're looking at kind of inquisition level stuff within 40K, so the, the Commissars are almost at that level. Yeah. Then you go step up. The Inquis- Inquisition are very much... They are the monsters to save you from the monsters.
0: I think that's a really
2: good you've point. You've got, got a lot of different levels instantaneously there. I think how a, a Commissar can interact. What you so.
0: brought up there is is the Inquisition. So I think that gives a good reference point as well. Because if we think of the Inquisition as it occurred within our world, within reality... The Inquisition was a brutal regime that went across Europe and it killed, and in America even, and it killed many, many women, men and women, predominantly women, for being witches because they didn't conform to, apparently that person's view of whatever was holy doctrine from the from the Pope or from from whichever church or, or part of the church they were from. And they were and some of them, and especially their followers of these inquisitors, uh were um thinking they were doing God's work. They were doing the right thing. Mm. They were removing heretics. They were removing people that were doing the devil's work. But when you put that in the context of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. You know, witches, as in as in unsanctioned, Psychians. dangerous psykers, who could be, at a moment's notice, uh, a portal for demons to come through. They could be embodied by a demon, possessed by demons. Demons are real. They're on the doorstep, uh, as are various other aliens. And we mean aliens in the sense of, they're not pleasant creatures. They're not like E.T. coming down. They are truly unknowable in their morals and their goals and they also view humanity as something to be exploited and discarded so then you do see being, yeah then you do see the inquisition as doing the right thing and the only way of doing the right thing is kind of like how you cure cancer It's like do you 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 have the cure and the hope that the cure kills the cancer before it kills the patient the patient being the Imperium, yeah. The the, the the classic the classic inquisitor,
2: that kind of pushes these boundaries of heroism versus kind of, I don't know evil to some extent or becoming that monster is Eisenhorn. Oh yeah, he's yes. a very very pure individual. And then by the end of the stories, um, the Eisenhorn trilogy, he's coming around a demon host. He's chained. He's chained up a body that has. In, um, been inhabited by a demon and he's using this demon host to hunt down chaos and heretics so he's u- he, he's done something which is considered heretical yeah. <laughs> so you then end up with this really really difficult situation where the inquisitors are the ultimate power and they're the ultimate ones who have the, the say all of is this right or is this wrong but also doing things that are technically wrong this then... They're not Around with alien weaponry
0: um, that they're not meant to run around with. So, so crystal. Um... I mean, the monsters to stop the monsters. So, crystal. I mean, to, going from that point of the monsters stopping the monsters. I mean, you've also you've written for uh, Vampire Fifth Edition and yes. and for the World of Darkness, and so these themes are also prevalent in that setting. So it's and that's mostly a good good place to start in thinking that. Your are monsters that do horrible things because they're innate to you or innate to the the sy- they're systemic to the society you're part of, but you're not necessarily out to do totally horrible things like destroy the world or so forth. So, so how would you say then that helps us in thinking about our you know playing not just heroism but I guess playing characters that maybe are aiming to do great things but as players and also as the gm we all understand that somewhere along the, that plot line of that character there is a fall because we always enjoy the 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 things of like where um you know it's it's classic in literature it's classic in media where the hero this person's a hero and we and then we see them drop off the cliff edge and it's all bad things um yeah what are your your thoughts on that then
1: I have I have a lot of thoughts on that. I know here. you
0: do. I know you do.
1: <laughs> and I, I only have so much time, so I'm going to try to be very succinct with them. Um, first off, is um, let the characters believe that what they are doing is heroic up until a point of where you need to reveal that really no, they've been really really horrible people. Because <laughs> um, I think I think that point when you build up that that type of of uh, style of fall, the characters will, and the players will take a look at their characters and how the characters are acting. And the characters may actually be like, okay, we need to, either they're going to need to change and, and start doing stuff differently. In which case then you, you take your chronicle into a whole other new setting, um, which is a pretty cool dynamic, um, as a GM to see, um, or, uh, it, it, they can go down and take the fallen path where yeah they thought that they were heroes they didn't now they're going to take the easy way and just keep going um so that's one one way to look at it um the other is uh perhaps they'll go rogue and just both sides they're like nope they're gonna deuce out um and it's gonna end up being more like guardians of the galaxy style Hmm. where they have no gods no masters (laughs) You know, um, which I, I'm not sure how well that's going to work in the 40k. I haven't quite gotten to, like, what happens if you go rogue and Warhammer? Because I don't think it's going to go well at all. No,
0: um, no, no. The, Everybody other, hates- the other media I would look to for inspiration on, on this, of where someone's doing, thinking they're doing, you know, they are doing good things and then eventually undergo a fall and start going quite a bit rogue. Is looking at the Hannibal TV series, where you I have. I
1: love his plotline.
0: It's yeah. great. Well, the first seasons two. Se- let's be honest. The first two seasons are good. Season three sucks. Um, <laughs> but the point is, is that Will Graham is so broken and is, but eventually has to resort to the very tools of his enemy that he finally re- is revealed as his enemy in order to defeat him he has to think in the same way and that's also will graham's power if we want to think of it in that way and also his his curse is that he can think like the enemy and at, at, on that and line you've also got dexter as well yeah dexter is also a good a reference. analogy but he's being the monster to stop the monster definitely um But then to finish up, I think the other thing is we can also dial... We can change that dial in 40k, and I'm so glad we can do that. We can go fully to heroism. Like, you can be full-on the heroes. You could be the space marines fighting the good fight. You can be the guardsmen on the front lines who... They see a lot of horrible stuff... But they, they they stay true because they are exceptional by pure chance out of the billions and billions of humans. They are actually the ones that are pure of heart because the Emperor blessed them by some yes. means. And we can... I think this is good because the thing is, this relates to the other element of 40k, which is you can tune the horror setting up mm-hmm. or down. Yeah, And you could tune it down where it is just you are the heroes and you are fighting against evil in the form of chaos demons or or in the form of orcs. And we see this, or it could just be pure exploration in and you're tomb robbing across the ancient world, Stargate style. Um, and we see this in the fact that Games Workshop, in their genius, uh, found the right way to do books for kids. And those, those yeah. characters in that are true heroes, in a horrible, horrible universe, but their perspective yeah, they is did, so different. Did really well at that. Um, so those books
2: really.
0: Yeah, you were... could you you can go full heroics. Um, I I think maybe that it depends upon your player group and mm-hmm. it depends what you want the type of story you want to tell. And I think we always we always enjoy watching. We do like watching good people go a bit bad, or someone that's not really good or bad do some great things and then kind of do some horrible things but then do some great things again and in the world of 40k you're you have that grayness to explore that and i think you can inject into 40k some very interesting uh morality uh, you know passion play moral stories especially because everything's at so, such extremes yeah
1: Yeah, I think a good GM will be able to dial back whatever they need to to get what the players also want to tell, too. Um, Because, I mean, if you're going to do, like, with with the the setting, you have to write in the extremes because that's just how the the actual universe is. And then a good GM will be able to figure out um, how to dial back whatever they need to to fit whatever they want to play.
0: Definitely.
2: This, This is very much a world where there is a lot of extreme, extreme things happening within it. It's just a matter of how, how extreme you want to go. Do you want to actually fully play out those those, those scenes, or do you want to do a, a fade to black? Mm-hmm.
0: I just realized the, about the, the word about extreme there is that of course, 40k mm-hmm. primarily is experienced through the tabletop miniatures games, which are the, the battlefields, the fights. Mm-hmm those are the extreme edge of the Imperium as a society. And while large amounts of the Imperium is under rule, is serfdom, is feudalism, it does mean your character... Ca- the other interesting question is, your characters could be complete and utter heartless bastards on the front line, but even when they've got a bit of a chance to get away from the front line, they're not at war, as in actively at war. The 40k universe is always at war. But the point is... You can see then how they might you could explore how your character's mentality transitions a little bit when they're like um, when they've got leave to go to some other world which isn't on the front lines and maybe that's the horrible thing is where they discover something very bad going on they have to solve it and they have to resort to the very tactics they thought they reserved for the front lines.
1: Ooh I like that That's
0: incredibly (laughs) tragic isn't it that's that is very tragic. That um, is, you see a lot of that
2: in the kind of war movies.
1: Yeah,
2: um, I can't remember. So I can't remember anything off the stick of my head, but it's like those the, 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 the tragedy of you've got the war heroes come back from war, Once come back, settle down with his family and relax. And, it's and, Rambo. And, yeah, it, pretty, pretty much it's, it's Rambo, Rambo. Um, and then somebody's taken some, some, some corrupt governor's taken over his world and is is enslaving the people.
0: Yeah, and he just Um, gets out his last gun and starts sorting things out.
1: (laughs) John Wick.
0: Yes, John. Oh, John Wick is perfect. John Wick is actually a perfect. He's the perfect Commissar. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) He's the perfect Commissar. He's Commissar Yarrick. Oh, yeah. He's been been killed so many times. Okay, yeah. We need a 40K live action film with Keanu Reeves playing a Commissar or something. (laughs) Um. Right. Um, noting the time, and these videos aren't meant to be too long. Uh, do we have any last points we want to close out on, other than John Wick is is a commissar? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
1: from a from a new player perspective, um, don't let the history overwhelm you with this game. Um, uh, honestly, stick with the base book and um, ask questions of the people that you trust that have played the game. Because if you go off and you ask someone who is really into it, they're gonna just overload and word vomit on you because they're so excited about it, which is totally fine for them. But for new players, yeah, that true. doesn't that doesn't work. So- I will
0: add to that: do not get <laughs> if you're a new player. Do not get put off by the grim dark memesters out there that think it is meant to be, it is like that the game is a poster boy for fascism, no, the game because of the game, the setting, all of Warhammer has its very roots in in satire Um, I think it's quite you have to understand its origins a little bit and the fact that it is an extreme setting but that doesn't mean that Everyone accepts it should be like that. Even uh, even um, the Primarch of the Ultramarines, when he got brought back to life after thousands of years in stasis, looked at the the Imperium and went, "What the hell has gone on? This is not how it You got it's it wrong, been. boys. He is he is he is, ups- he is monumentally annoyed at the Ecclesiarchy because the God Emperor is not a god; doesn't consider himself a god. And the Primarchs, he also has a, he has an Eldari girlfriend. Yeah, right. right. He has a Xenos girlfriend. He has an alien girlfriend. Yeah, but when you're not even human yourself, Primark's not human. <laughs> anyway, uh, David, any last points? Anyway. Yeah, so bring, bringing it back to kind of like the satire thing, remember
2: where Warhammer 40K came from, Where remember where Warhammer as well came from. It came from England in the 80s, and it is built on pure satire of taking the mickey out of a certain situation. Yes, it's kind of become a bit more realistic and a bit more grim dark now, but it was born out of comedy. And bear that in mind when you play. It is yeah. not something to latch hold of that these are great ideals and this is what we should do. No, it comes from satire. It comes from taking the mick out of certain situations that were arising in, in the UK in the early
0: eighties. And we see that um modern game one shot is is finding its sense of humour a lot these days. Uh, be it Oh yeah, very much finding it again. The uplifting, the, the Regimental Standard website is hilarious. Um, oh my god,
1: that is, ama- that is an amazing website.
0: <laughs> right. Um, there are numerous... The Age of Sigmar story. Numerous I mean. Age of Sigmar and Orc-based comic strips, which are just ridiculous. Um, you know, I think the fact is Games Workshop is realising because it's got it's developed now, the setting, even since when I got into it and when David got into it, it's it's really coalesced and it feels much more fully formed. because they And to do that, you had to go a little bit serious to make it feel a living and breathing setting. Now it really is. You can start taking the mick out of it a lot in other ways. Like You have to be in on the joke a lot of the time to realise... Um, and again, that's another important point. When you're playing 40k, how allow some levity in what you're playing it is ridiculous players will laugh because it is ridiculous extreme nonsense it is splatterpunk and we are meant to laugh and not take it seriously but we can play interesting moral morally morally interesting stories within these games that challenge our opinions on or at least not, you know, give you a thing like, what a horrible world, but isn't it interesting we have to do this to survive? Um, yeah. And I think right. it's, it's that wonderful dichotomy there between yes. comedy and seriousness.
2: And that is that, satire. And, satire is that. Yeah. It, it, it's, and it is, it, as you say, it's finding its feet again. It's gone from comedy to serious, and it's now bringing back in that wonderful on the deep sense it had back in
0: the, the late 80s, early 90s, which I'm, I'm loving it. Righty so, then. I think we're getting distracted. <laughs> yeah, right. With that, with that over. Obviously, if you want to find out more, please go to www. daysorg Org. Uh, you can find episodes that primarily focus on the Warhammer IPs. That are those are our Dark Hammer episodes. They are growing. There will be more and more content. If you want to. Watch us play Wrath and Glory. Go over to Gehenna Gaming on their Twitch stream, and that is once every two weeks currently. And I'm sure we will play some other Warhammer stuff because I'm sure Crystal, you want to play in the in the Warhammer Old World. You want to be a rat catcher. Oh <laughs> yes, that'd or, be a lot of fun. Or we might play oh, oh, Soulbound. Soul we can play just... Soulbound, which is just out from yeah Which is steampunk sky pirate dwarf. Yeah, I mean, Soulbound oh is a gosh, is epic. Yes. So you've got epic, dark. <laughs> you've got epic grim dark fantasy. You've got gutterpunk grim dark fantasy, and then you've got baroque really? grim dark sci-fi. Uh, and then in between all that, there's everything else. So uh, we have a lot of worlds to explore and character types Look to explore. It's good fun, Warhammer's good fun Uh, There is great stuff coming up for Warhammer From us personally as well Uh, There is stuff coming up for Soulbound personally Which we'll talk about as those come out Uh, David, also Um, If if people are watching this They may well also currently be playing Or about to play In your game Yes, I
2: am running At least It's not yet in, in It will be in the books when this comes out But at the moment it's not in the books how many i'm doing but i'm at least running two demos of soulbound and i'll be running the two scenarios that i have written for the cities of flame uh supplement in the games master thing that's coming out uh chris has also written two of the scenarios in there as well so yep. uh we've been told that we can talk about this now so yes. that's
0: okay. I am I'm, I think likely I will take one of the ideas from my stuff and we will use that for Gehenna gaming because why not Ooh, anyway yes. with that once more thank you again crystal for taking part and being our uh, new eyes on Warhammer and thank you again David for participating and thank you for watching and please come to Dark day's radio and watch and well listen to more content and with that goodbye <laughs>